Ever wondered who and what is shaping Luxembourg? This is your Lux Unplugged podcast with your hosts, Adrian and Thierry. Hi, I'm Adrian. Welcome back to another episode of the Lux Unplugged podcast. This time around, I get together with Jacques Putz, CEO of Luxhub. Luxhub is a leading regulatory technology firm or in short, called RecTech, which allows banks to foster innovation by opening up to third parties in a secure environment. Indeed, their project is mainly supported by the European Union to encourage further competition between banks and other service providers. Luxab has recently joined the ranks of the RecTech 100 Awards worldwide, and this a few weeks after our recording with Jacques. But now, without further ado, my conversation with Jacques Putz, CEO of Luxab. Thanks so much for joining me today. It's a great pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for the invitation. I know that at Luxhub, there's a, a lot of stuff that, that you're dealing with and, um, and there's a lot of innovation coming up, um, as we always do. We're very interested in, in understanding who's running the, the organization and um, understanding a bit more about your, about your background. So um, can you just walk me through uh, all your, your life history and what, what's led you to, um, to this kind of uh, career path? Before joining Luxhub, I worked 11 years for Luxembourgish Bank in the e-banking, uh, more on the technical part. And before joining now this bank, uh, I uh, did my studies in Germany in IT. And during my studies, I also had a small uh, startup already with 19 years. So in the beginning of the, you know, it was in 1997, we started it already. Uh, So it was an an online portal like Facebook, but also about nightlife. In general, I'm always a person who wants to create things. How was this startup called? It's Party.lu, and uh, it was in collaboration with uh, a Luxembourgish uh, radio station, El Radio, in this time. And it was quite funny because it, uh, I think I was the first nightlight uh, photograph hunter. So I visited uh, three, four events each night um, from just taking pictures. I was the only one who had a digital photo um, apparate. And um, yeah, and that's, uh, the other day, they... People just checked the photos on the site, and it was a little bit the concept. At this moment, no one had a smartphone. So today, when you go to an event, uh, there are thousands of photo uh, apparatus in, in, in the room. Yeah, and that was quite amazing. I did it uh, during, my, during my studies, and uh, as I mentioned, I sold uh, this uh, project in 2004 because I wanted to finish my, my studies. It was not so compatible at certain moments. So, and uh, that was also a little bit the entrepreneur idea to create things, to uh, organize also events. And uh, yeah, it was quite amazing as student to do such thing at the side of your studies. And and after that, I joined uh, this bank, uh, so the Luxembourg State Bank. Um, and yeah, we created the new e-banking of the bank. Just just briefly going back to um, the experience I had at Party.lu, when at peak time, do you remember how many people consulted this website or used it? We had, in fact, in, in the beginning of 2000, we had about 30,000 uh, visitors a day, yeah, already in 2000. That's a lot, of, a, lot, a lot of people, given that you know, the, uh, the smartphone wasn't around and, and, and the yeah, digital yeah. Uh, space was just taking off. Yeah, it was uh, very surprising, but the big 
issue during this time was um, to monetize such service. It was not so easy like today. I think today the whole industry around it. And it was also new for the advertiser, the impact. And yeah, that was also the reason why we stopped this project because it, we invested so much time in it. Um, and that, and uh, yeah, life is sometimes brutal. You need to do something to earn your life. And to finish your, your studies, but it was a very, very huge experience for myself. Yeah. Um, Jacques, I'm very interested in understanding the mission that uh, Lux Hub is pursuing since since you were launched, essentially. There's, I know there's a lot of stuff that we have to cover, but uh, how would you describe it in simple terms? Yeah, so the idea is that uh, they have, banks have now a mandatory legal obligation to create dedicated interfaces so the final customer can grant access to his payment account information to a third party. That's the whole scoop, uh, but it's a lot about security around it, about authorization, about consent management, because at the end it's always the final customer who decides. So the idea of this directive, it's the PSD2, it's a payment service directive of the European Commission to foster innovation, and to uh, create a higher level of security. So about foster innovation is that they want to challenge banks that they need more innovation. When you see there were also other markets like the telecom uh, companies, there was a certain liberalization, the competition. Uh, you have the electricity uh, market, where there's now a huge competition in Europe. And the idea is now to do the same and to foster innovation in the banking sector. So that's uh, high-level idea to do it. So, but if you see now about banks, the innovation, it's not their best point. And they did the last 150 years, the business of the banker haven't changed. In fact, they just did digitalization a lot. They created new user experiences, but they haven't reinvented themselves. What is now, we have a lot of competitors in Europe that want now really to create the customer new services so the banks need to go in the, into the economy and because till now the economy came to the banks and that's really a big um, um, change in the mindsets of the banks but to come back to the mission of Luxup is that all the banks have to do the same thing so it was time for mutualization and so four major retail banks in Luxembourg they created Luxup a commercial company. It's not only a cooperative or, some, or an ASBL, it's really a commercial company, independent of the government, uh, who wants to act as open banking enabler for banks of all size in Europe. Because it's a directive, so all the different 20, I think it's 27 banks, uh, need to comply regarding this. No, no, it's more, it's 31. Uh, because there's also some small countries also need to comply. Is that the, the, amount, the total amount of banks that are uh, no, operating in... Uh, that's the total amount of countries who need to comply, not banks. So, so PSC2 is for everyone. So it's also for corporate banks, it's for small private banks, and all money in financial institutions who offers payments accounts. So we also talk about payment institution, about e-money institution, and that's quite challenging for smaller entities saying you know in big uh, english bank i don't know hsbc or lloyds or these guys who did an excellent job 
uh, on this. But the bank who have 30 employees have the same uh, technical obligations than the big player of uh, in Spain or whatever or in, in the Nordics. And that's the reason why we launched Luxup to help these banks to be also in an efficient way compliant to these legal obligations. So banks have to, uh, needed to become technical service provider. It's a new job. It's not their job. And the idea is that uh, with Luxup that they outsource this new mission to Luxup. Yeah, I can imagine if um, banks have to set up their own divisions to, to comply with these uh, regulations. They've got so much to deal with at the minute that the cost will be enormous, wouldn't it? Absolutely. And the, the, the thing is, they don't have the knowledge. They don't need to have the knowledge because it's not their business at the moment. They don't have the platformers, necessary platformers. So, and all this environment also needed to be offered by the banks for free. It's only we're talking about free service for third party providers. And when you see at the moment, uh, in general, banks have so much work to do regarding rec regulations. And um, so you have GDPR, you have uh, MIFID 2, you have PID, and now PSD 2, now it's common DUXIS. Uh, so it is uh, all technical stuff. Huh? And in fact, it's they are all not commercial. So they are lost in the in the regulatory uh, compliance to, to respect the date. And again, it's that uh, regulations who need to be uh, take uh, in consideration from all banks, also from the small banks and the corporate banks, private banks, e-money institution, payment institution. And so the idea is really that um, with Luxup, we offered now a mutualized platform to mutualize what is mutualizable. So what we had, which create no competitive advantage for any player. So banks don't need to really to, to create their own platforms. And it's a question about cost, knowledge, and also opportunity. Because overbanking is really a, also a big opportunity for banks to change their business, to collaborate with partners. And uh, what we see now um, for this opportunities part is that banks also want to aggregate themselves. So probably in the upcoming weeks and months, you can aggregate European accounts in the e-banking of the banks. So if you, you can uh, aggregate a bank from Portugal in the e-banking of a Luxembourgish bank. And you can also initiate payments directly from the account from the Portuguese bank through the e-banking of the Luxembourgish bank. And so you see it's really now a real challenge about the best user experience because uh, especially in, in Luxembourg, we have a lot of customers who has uh, different banks. And it's in the culture of Luxembourg to have two, three, four banks. I, I don't know why, but it's like this. And we have a lot of cross-borders uh, who have also banked normally in their home country and one in Luxembourg for the salary and all this stuff. And uh, that's now is a big um, point to create these banks, the, the best user experience. So the first one who will aggregate are the banks, but we will also see now European players. It's something also new. It was in generally national competition in the market of banks. What you'll see, we also the new unicorns, like we mentioned, it's like 
number 26 or Revolut. Uh, I think everyone have already heard for it. I think in the UK we have Starling Bank, yeah. uh, who are doing it quite well. And they will challenge the bank because they have a European license, passport, to expose this service. And we want to create as LuxUp all the necessary tools, also for small and medium banks, so tier 3 and tier 2 banks, to participate in this upcoming API in commonly about user experience and also to find solutions in an easy way for regulatory issues in the future. So to um, to summarize a little bit, what you bring in to the table, essentially, you, you're you creating a platform, creating a common denominator for every player in the financial services sector, be like the big, from the biggest ones to the smallest players, and they can essentially plug into the system with other players like third-party providers that will allow the end consumers to have a, a different experience to enhance uh, services, essentially. So my, my, my question is, in terms of innovation that you're thinking about, do you have any examples, sort of practical examples, that we, we can talk about? Uh, number 26, Revolut, and all these guys. Because they have now created already a certain basis of customers, and they all have also a license, so they have the right to connect to the European banks and even challenge them more by giving their customers the Revolut or the number 26 or other guys or numbers uh, to to aggregate also their accounts in their platform and in the payment format. I think that's uh, very a certain use case. Another use case is robo-advisor today. If you, uh, robo-advisors are in generally in the banks, so they offer from the banks a robo-advisor, you can use it, so to invest in funds in a certain way automatically. Um, so now with PSC2, these banks or these service providers can also create their own app and the customer can initiate the payment to, to pay the, the stocks or whatever in the bank, in, in the app itself. And it's not only about retail, PSC2, to be quite clear. I think it's in also, we will see an, a huge impact also in corporate, well, in corporate and also in, uh, in, in private banking. For corporates, the big advantage is we have a lot of European players, big, huge Corporates, but also uh, like take now if there's online shops, uh, they also get more and more license of banking, and they offer you a mortgage for five hundred euros, one thousand euros, because you, you know they know you better because you can give them the proof of your history of a transaction of the last months. You can initiate payment directly from online shops. So also it's a certain uh, competition now between credit cards and these direct uh, payments. Uh, um, so really in payment, a lot will change. So, so yeah, I understand there's, there's, a, there's a lot of potential in, in all the stuff that you've, uh, you've created and, and, and obviously you know, given the size of the European market, I know that, that there's more, more to come. So um, in terms of figures, how many actors have you onboarded so far how many how many users are, are, are now part of your your system or your platform so today we have uh, signed with 36 banks of 10 countries and we are managing over 2 million payments accounts at LuxUp. Uh, but they are not only banks in it we have also um, e-money institution or um, such as um, an example of e-money 
Yeah, all, all, all companies like Rakuten. It's better. Uh, it's uh, Rakuten Bank. So it's really um, a new. We are out of our zone of comfort. Uh, so we really want to innovate and to come to help to create better user experience, to create new business models. Um, e is using uh, wallets or something like this. So e wallets. Yeah. They also need to comply in a certain way. Um, but it's not. Uh, I think we we talk now a lot about this. Uh, uh, comply regarding PSC2. Uh, what we want to do as Luxup is also to be the technical service provider for all the upcoming regulations. So we'll have a solution for our customers. And uh, the big advantage for them is that they don't, again, it's the same, right? To mutualize costs. It's a lot of a cost. When you see the interest rate at the moment for banks, it's quite challenging. The European Central Bank is yeah, now under the O. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so negative rates. Yeah. Negative rates. Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, they have to reinvent themselves a little bit, um, and uh, we want to help them first of all to comply in an easier way, in, in high quality, and to mutualize also the effort in uh, innovation, especially for small or medium entities. It makes really sense to create common project to compete in an, on European level. It's new. It's the European level. Um, I will mention already Netflix when you see 20 years ago we we went to the to the video shop after we had the video automate after we had the pay-per-view and today we have Netflix there exists three or four Netflix so what will happen with banking it's the same thing you have branches you have an ATM you have an e-banking per bank and what will be there tomorrow uh, it's again the banks who will have the, the user experience all the customers of the banks are already also customer of this f famous Apple, Google, Amazon, Facebook, or Netflix, and uh, so there's also already a, a relationship of trust, which is there, and as, especially for small uh, uh, services, I, banks will be uh, competed, yes, but they are aware about it and they do a big job. Another example to explain really is that we are already in the situation today when today you buy a, a car, you go and at this moment, a moment where you sign the contract for the car, they offer also you already uh, to lend money at, this, at the garage. Yeah, and yeah. So that's already the first uh, concrete case. So probably in uh, some years you will have the same thing when you are buying a house. Or you want to change so the corporate data we create village competition in it in germany it's already quite used um, but in other countries not and again the big thing about psc2 is that is that uh, we have it's a european thing so if you have a great idea if you if you create today a fintech who have a great idea in silicon valley you already you attack directly 340 million Personal thing in the States, something like this. Where if you create now a fintech in Luxembourg, you're attacking 530 million customers. And we need to think like this. Because, and, and, and that's quite new for, for smaller countries like Luxembourg. That first of all, you have the opportunity to do it from Luxembourg European wide. And that's for the fintechs. And for the bank, it's also new that. European actors, fintechs, will also attack the Luxembourgish market uh, with a, out of nothing in, in some months. 
and that's it's a little bit the culture change that will appear in the financial institution market. Is there a reason why um, this initiative was launched in Luxembourg? I was thinking, because what were you doing? You're servicing 10 countries. Was Luxembourg championing this initiative? Were you the first ones, essentially, in the market? Yeah, but we're not the only one, um, that's for sure. Um, we have some competitors European-wide. Uh, what's special on our case is that we are bank-owned. So stability of the company, vision, and we don't want to limit us on open on PSD2, but really to help banks in this innovation part and for and also to help to comply in easier way not only banks even now we go in other sectors like funds or interest companies or private equities um, so in generally um, financial institution we can be very proud about us because during the eba days we were mentioned as second largest open banking platform in europe also in the discussion at the eba at the moment um, regarding EBA the is, um, European Banking Association. So it's the regulator of the of all European banks. Uh, it's all the time while Luxup is on on the map. The feedback is very positive. I think we did a quite good job by standardizing because innovation is only and cross border communication is only possible by standardization. Uh, and um, I'm quite proud about my team uh, what we did. And also the support of our shareholders on this so was was really amazing. And in terms of plans for the future that you uh, you guys have got, well, how do you see Luxor evolving over the years? We are running a marathon, and we are now at 500 meters. To, uh, where do you go? Where do you go? Uh, where do you go? It's a long way to go. There are a lot of opportunities where we can mutualize efforts to create new products and to reduce costs for regulatory paths, not only for banks but also for other sectors. Um, so our vision is really European, really to scale European-wide um, and also to create um, events where fintechs and banks and providers meet each, each other. I think uh, everyone knows now that they need to innovate in the future. When you go to other um, industries, uh, the, the model of partnership is uh, more uh, used than in banking. It was a lot of silo uh, ideas in uh, till now. It works a lot in silos. It's only, yeah, you're the provider, but you're not the partner. It's a big difference between both. And uh, But we see really in the last months that yeah, the mind changed on it. And um, we want to help uh, fintechs to connect, uh, not only in the PSC2 context, but in generally to connect in an easy way with uh, financial institution by standardization, security, due diligence, connectivity, and uh, European-wide. And uh, that's our mission a little bit that we gave us in the last months. There's a lot of change in banking uh, that will come, really. And uh, that was also the aim of PSC2, to create competition, to challenge uh, banks to innovate. And I think the, at the end, it's really the final customer who will be the winner like he was now with electricity liberalization and also the telcos and all this stuff and then finally before we um, if we close this um, this episode um, anyone having an interest in in the stuff you're doing and, and wants to find out more about your this field field of expertise and your services where where should they go on linkedin facebook so in social media we are everywhere and also on our website luxup.com Yes.
to uh, or just phone us. It's still exists the phone. Eh? So we are also joinable by by phone. That's very good. <laughs> it's sometimes it's amazing when you see some fintechs. They have a website, and at the end, there's no phone number on the website. A good old phone conversation. It always helps. Huh? Much more helpful than writing an email, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely, because it's. Uh, I'm really a fan about meetings, but not too long. Jacques Putz, thank you so much for taking out the time uh, today. I really appreciate the, the chat we just had. We certainly look forward to uh, talking more about the stuff that you're doing because, um, as you were just saying earlier, I think within a year's time there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of news to, to discuss. So it'll be great to have you back. Thanks for listening to the Lux Unplugged podcast. Please share this podcast with friends and family and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, please don't forget to visit our website, luxunplugged.com. And see you next time.